0: Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, Steves all y'all out there in Beantown. Oh, I can't believe I called it Beantown. You can't do that. I'm looking at my guest, uh, Doctor Buck Weaver. If you're from Boston, you don't call it uh, Beantown, right? It's well,
1: sure, you can, but it's better to dance to the music you had on. Oh, yeah, well. That's what I was thinking.
0: Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's my brother Adam Yaz's band. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's uh, the now defunct rock band as a people. Wow. Anyway, um, wow. before we get started with Dr. Weaver, who has a great story to tell about his, his journey and his outfit, the Weaver Center, which helps people with uh, learning style and attentional differences and other challenges that people have. <laughs> I do want to tell you about our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the U.S., offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today. USPS.com slash careers, the U.S. Postal Service, deliver for the nation. I also want to thank our friends at Adori. That's A-D-O-R-I. If you go to the app store, download the Adori podcast player because it's a cool it's a cool bell and whistle. Can it be both? Sure. It's a cool gadget. Uh, you can play, listen to all the pod all your favorite podcasts on there. And all, all our podcasts that we produce here at in our Westwood studios, pod617.com, they come to life, meaning they're images right on your phone or whatever your listening device is. That's the AdoriApp app, A-D-O-R-I. Go download it and have fun, kids. It's free. What the hell, right? Uh, so, yes, formally, welcome Dr. Buck Weaver to the show. The uh, fans are on their feet. Yeah, crowd's going wild. I love that. <laughs> so... Um, I'm delighted that you're here uh, Dr. Weaver and I met recently through uh, I would say fair to say special needs circles a, a group that I help run where we get put together special needs professionals to help each other and our listeners will re- recall that's near and dear to my heart I have a son with autism is 21 is Adrian who's probably trying to FaceTime me right now because he does that about two dozen times a day but um, <laughs> But Dr. Weaver, tell me, uh, yeah, in a nutshell, tell me about the Weaver Center and what kind of folks you help.
1: First of all, I'd like to say I really appreciate this opportunity. I hope people Delighted. can really learn about what we do and how we do it. But we've been uh, operating for 30 years. We've had more or less the same staff for all of that time. And we are very, and have been, very strength-oriented in terms of our neuropsychological evaluations or educational or social and emotional evaluations we look for strengths way more carefully than problems mm-hmm. and then we use those strengths to develop some what we call uh, cognitive therapy to help people know how to use their strengths to solve their own problems in their own way mm. which is really quite a different approach than many mm-hmm. And it comes from my own experience of struggling big time with dyslexia and attention deficit, some organization problems. I'm sorry, what were we
0: talking about? No, uh, oh, That's uh, a terrible joke. No, no, oh, no.
1: You, all, all you got to do is say,
0: squirrel. <laughs> right, the squirrel. No, we got a
1: million of those. Wait Dis- me? <laughs> okay,
0: okay. You have to laugh, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you had, yeah, I, I read a little bit about your background. Yes. You, you were not, I, don't, I hope you won't be offended, you were not a model student. You no. were not a model kid, and you had some struggles. But, right. and tell me about that.
1: Well, on, on, the, on the one hand, I was quite fortunate because I was I was brought up in Weston, which is was a little different back then than now.
0: The hard scrabble streets of Weston. <laughs>
1: well, not in those <laughs> days. It, right. it, it was cow manure place. <laughs> okay. We had a it lot of farms really, back then.
0: It was it was more yeah. rural than it you is bet. today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sure. And Mass General is doing a lot of diagnostic research on kids with different kinds of problems in school. And I was diagnosed first; they called it reading retardation, mm-hmm. but that, which I loved, of course. You know, <laughs> please yeah. br- bring it on. You know yes, I mean? so, call me retarded right off the bat. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. love it. Yes.
0: And then the uh, only time I'll use that phrase uh, in that in that manner. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it used to be well. I mean, reading retardation—that that, uh, a specific niche of you know mental retardation used to be, uh, you know, it was a descriptive buzzword. Yeah, I'm glad that it's gone, yeah. but, but it differentiated that disorder from others like like autism or, or whatever other things may be. But anyway, so they labeled you, which right. is too bad. Um,
1: on the one hand, it was too bad. On the other hand, it provided some information to my parents so that they could understand my anger and frustration and resistance to going to school right from the, right from the get-go. I was very right high. from
0: kindergarten, according to your bio. Yeah,
1: yeah in, uh, in nursery school, I had a little trouble with the scissors. I thought they did a lot better job on people's hair. You know, I thought, you know.
0: <laughs> well, that's what they're for. You went to the barber, you were paying attention. Yeah, that's absolutely. All. It's in- high interest, baby. I'm in- telling you, high interest, we're all over it. Just a healthy interest in hair design sure. as a career, sure. possibly. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Okay. And then they uh, called my mom in and thought, well, you know, Bucky would probably do a lot better at home. You know, my mother was ecstatic, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I spend my early years. And you, do you remember that? You oh remember? yeah, yeah. No, no, I remember. I, I, that, there are a few traumatic things that I do remember, sure. and that was one of them is to not be able to go to a place that I really wanted to because I got all kind, you know, cram. I mean, they, it wasn't like it home. Yeah,
0: of course. Right? So I was, I was all over that yeah. for about a week and a half. So it sounds like it sounds like you. Um, the in addition to the dyslexia. Or, or was it frustration over the dyslexia, perhaps, that it made you rambunctious? Is that fair to say?
1: Well, I also have attention deficit. I was very hyperactive. Okay. Yeah. That came along. So after reading retardation, they labeled it dyslexia. Okay. And then I got the label in about third or fourth grade about minimal brain damage, because that's wow. what they were referring to, attention deficit and hyperactivity. I couldn't sit still for anything. Mm. And I found almost everything more interested than what I was supposed to do. Right. So, you know, I had squirrels everywhere. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> uh, a lot of shiny things happening yeah, around, right? I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'd much rather talk to somebody right next door than, you know, listen to what yeah, was going on. Right. So I had a lot of failure. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't read and I couldn't write. And when you, in those days, you often had to read out loud. And I remember very distinctly one time, I think it was in third grade, where all the kids were reading around, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, where my part was gonna be so that maybe I could practice. And uh, yeah. then it became my turn and I, I had no idea where we were, whatever, the teacher was nice
0: and said, you know, just start right here. And so you, you was it a matter of you, you really couldn't understand the words on the page? Absolutely. You, and so nothing came out yeah. or, you, or you just stammered? I, or
1: I couldn't understand the letters. The letters yeah. were always confusing they're still rather confusing like when i have to do an alphabet thing or what i mean i still have to start with a or i mean i just really yeah, struggled yeah. with the symbolic language mm-hmm. and back then because of mass generally we're starting orton gillingham which was a multi-sensory you know you drew letters in the sand and you say a is for apple and mm-hmm. you know over and over and over again mm-hmm. yeah. and again i just you know if the, my tutor uh, which was outside of school because they didn't have people like this but uh, when my uh, tutor would do like a G or a B or an e or whatever and i'd feel it i'd say it I'd say the word associated with it and then which I could do and then she would bring in another letter and I'd do the same thing and then she'd say what's this right clueless I mean wow n- just nothing attached
0: that must have been really frustrating well it's yeah. uh, you know it, I
1: I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger, a lot of depression. You know, going through because yeah. I just couldn't, you know, do what seemed so easy to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And you know, fortunately, as I say, I had the evaluation earlier, so at least my parents didn't think I was just messing up. You right. know, well,
0: You know, just it, a screw it, up, right? Yeah, just yeah.
1: a screw up because I did. I w- I'd rather be a screw up than be dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the screwing up part down. I had a little uh, desk, you know, right in the principal's office, you know, and I love talking to the, uh, you know, the, the, um, you know, the person that manages the, the uh, principal's office.
0: Sure. The <laughs> yeah, the, the so person right outside. Yeah, you got to yeah. be real good friends, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that yeah. was my social group. <laughs> 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 but it's, it, you, it's as you tell the story, it strikes me that you know a, a lot of disorders are just that they're they're they appear they they may appear to make the individual look less intelligent. Or just le- or somehow just kind of bad, right? right. What poorly behaved, it's yeah. your fault, right. and that that's a lot of and autism's one of them. Yes. The, you know, the, the my son and many others, yeah. we know they're not dumb, we yeah. just we just know that there's something preventing them from unlocking that. And you clearly, exactly. you you have a PhD, you're clearly getting right. the intelligent guy was always there,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what's so important because a lot of it is external expectations, right. Mm-hmm if you don't meet the standards of the expectations, it's very discouraging for parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's really hard, but the more you understand that they're probably doing the best they can, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But what they're Mm -hmm. not doing is really a struggle, and that's what kids need help with. And that's why I'm so strength-oriented, as you say, your kid, has intelligence has skills yes. has interests has things that he he yes, likes uh, you know likes doing and feels good at it a lot of those things are repetitive you know and and sure. so if if people can delight in, in the strengths that kids bring to bear two things happen Number one is they feel competent that they are doing something that other people appreciate. Right. And and if you've got these problems like in social things, you know, you're yep. not getting a lot of positive feedback. Of course. Yeah. And the other thing that it conveys is a um, a belief that you're going to be okay.
0: Right. And, right.
1: And that's something we don't develop by ourselves as kids with differences.
0: It right. You don't you don't know there's a solution to the problem right. that you have, but once once the it's diagnosed. Right. Then you know you can start to have a plan of attack. Um, of course, those are the days before Ritalin. I take it. Yeah. So those yeah, days yeah. before. So did, were you put on meds as a kid or?
1: In uh, college, I was my first years of college. Um, they were just coming out with Ritalin, short acting, okay. as a way of maybe paying attention in uh, in college. I now take quite a bit of Concerta, which is mm-hmm. a, a Ritalin that's in a delivery system that's- that Slow release. Slow release. Yeah, I'm familiar <laughs> with it. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I like to say a lot of, a lot of talented, dynamic people, if you're talent, talented and dynamic, you, you may have ADD. <laughs> I think okay. it's one of the symptoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you Well, do you mind if I say?
1: Oh, please. Because one of the things that people don't realize about ADHD is if that person is doing something of high interest, Mm -hmm. you can't pull them away right i mean you know we say all the time things like you're like a lamborghini you know if if you're on the road you're gonna pass everybody you know Mm -hmm. if it's all but if you put that that lamborghini in a field when it's raining out it's all mud you don't get any productivity
0: that's right
1: same equipment right yep but different circumstances different demands Mm -hmm. and and that's one of the things that people sometimes say how do you have attention problems they play video games all day long well that's Part of the features, right? Because it's not really a deficit; it's a deficit in regulation. You're either all on or all off, and that's the way our neurons work.
0: Is it more of a problem now because there are just more things to be distracted by? I, I think of when, you know, I the the advent of the internet in the early mid '90s or whatever it was. You know, I started working at uh, Lawyers Weekly, writing stories, and at you know the first computer i had was dos based and it's for our younger listeners <laughs> dos dos was like um you, i don't know watch some stone old, age <laughs> yeah you watch, watch some old movies it's it was a computer but there are no pictures there yeah. there are just block letters is pretty much all it was and it it was and i admit that when then of course you know the internet pops up and everyone in every business has it on their desk and you can instantly access uh, information, articles, videos, games—you know that that actually posed a, a problem for me yeah. because I knew that I, you know, well, what's what's going on? You know, what's on TV tonight? Well, I can look it up. What's what's going on in sports? You know, I can look at that right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, again kind of related to what I just mentioned. Yep. High interest, right? You can't pull kids away. Mm. I mean, they're just tied to it like glue. And and I think even devices, more than yeah. people that don't have attention deficit. Yeah. It's just harder. It's really hard to engage in low interest, right? And really hard to disengage in high interest. Right. And so now kids are flooded to digital, you know. Th- I mean, it's just everywhere, of course.
0: Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and they can get lost in a lot of those those high-tech video games yeah. many of them do, you know, right. the whole I feel like everyone in the generation uh, below you and I are yeah. playing Fortnite. Um, of, you know, they're, they're pretending that they're going to war every night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, can, oh, I, can
1: I mention something? Absolutely Go ahead. When We, I mean, it, it, uh, for many of our kids, it's clearly an addiction. I mean, they get really cranky if they yeah. can't play. If there's any limits, I mean, it just is can be horrible at home. Yeah. Uh, for a normal kid, that's stuck on this. Mm-hmm. When we work with kids, we spend all of our time on just disengaging. Mm-hmm. Not about the time, not about when and how, but how do you disengage? When you're reminded auditorily or visually or you know, in terms of some, how do you stop? And you know, our kids say all the time, Oh, I got plenty of time, just one more. I mean, you know, all of these yeah. ADHD like underminders, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we have kids learn what their mind says to them that keeps them in the chair. Right. And so You know, so, and then maybe you can write down or remember, but it's week to week practice on stopping and we work with the parents and the kids and so on and so forth. So it's not punitive. Mm -hmm. For example, when parents are starting with this, what we do is we say to parents and the kid as well, um, there'll be one reminder, which you won't be able to hear, you know, but you're, I'm encouraging your parent to be very loud. Okay. You know, not, and not angry, but just as a strategy.
0: Be, you because, have, you uh, have to be loud to, to get them to, to, to disengage the from what they're doing. Right, yeah.
1: but, but mostly people say, remind, remind them. And then they're so angry and upset. You know, everything throws down. Yeah, and why are you yelling at me? Yeah, why are you, well, yeah, what's yeah. up? I, yeah. I was right here the whole time. You know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, so, so we encourage people to, you know, to do a reminder and then say, I'm going to be loud right now. Right? And the kids are, no problem. And then, you know, they act. Like they would be if they were mad mm-hmm. to get the movement, but since they're not mad, you can kind of laugh afterwards. Right, it's a strategy.
0: That's a strategy. We yeah. we we talked in a meeting that you and I were both in, and you were on your way to curing me of being late for everything, uh, Doctor <laughs> Weaver, and so I I figured I'd bring that up. So you, you and it came in the context of disengaging. And the reason why people are late, you said they're too engaged with what they're doing. And I think you're absolutely right, because I, I, the the only solace I take is I saw some kind of study that said, people that are optimistic tend to be late to things because they optimistically think, oh, I've got time, oh, I've got time. Mm -hmm. And they they get, um, for lack of a better word, ambitious about the last few things you're gonna do in the last like seven minutes before you're gonna leave the house, when really you should have left already. So and I can feel myself that I it's almost like I know I'm doing it. I know I'm trying to finish something up. I know I I probably don't have time for this, but I'm going to roll the dice. So someone like me or someone similar, whatever. Whatever you, example. You is one. good. Okay, let's do <laughs> that. Hey, I'll get some I love done doing you. Yeah, right. Very good. You can do
1: me too. I right. some All ideas. Right. I'm open. <laughs> so
0: so you, your advice would be what? Now I don't have a parent uh, standing next to me. Uh, talking loud so what 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 would i do
1: well there's two things that we start with number one alarms because Mm -hmm. you can think you're on time you could maybe know you're on time but most likely you're not on time
0: so literally alarms you put on your phone or 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 watch or alexa or whatever Uh,
1: i probably have 35 alarms for different things during the week that i need to be aware of okay but the most important thing and this is what i was saying to the woman that was giving me a kudo. Yes. She said, gee, I'm amazing, not early yeah. today, but I was thinking about it. Yeah, right, right. And I said to her in a phone conversation, I said, if you want to be someplace on time, focus on nothing other than stopping. Right. Don't even focus on what you're doing or how you got to get there or whatever. If you don't stop, you can't get started. Right. So you practice stopping right in the middle of things when the alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. And in my mind and in a lot of people that I work with, do it now. We have to say do it now Everything has its place. You know, yeah. I, I lose everything that I touch, so I, so I d- touch down when I put something down okay, because yeah. then I'm paying attention to it,
0: right? So are you saying the alarm, set the alarm, do, do that strategic thing where you set the alarm earlier than yeah. when you have to stop?
1: Sure. So, what I suggest is, yep. is that you estimate the amount of time to leave, which right. we really don't almost ever do. If you right. like us, right. right? We think we think about time in terms of how long it's going to take from our driveway to yep. where we're we going, yep. and, and it's never that. It's always where's this or where's that. Or well, anything.
0: you're you're right, and the the technology helps and hurts. Like the the GPS, you know, I use the Waze uh, app on my phone, and yeah. it, it's terrific in getting you around traffic. Right. But it, but it but it comes with this sin uh, that it creates a sin of mine where mm-hmm. I, I'll be you know sitting in my home hit the way, see, oh, it's going to take me 45 minutes. So I have to leave at this particular time. Unfortunately, in my brain, I haven't, haven't factored in, you know, the five minutes of kind of gathering my stuff, of walking down to my car, of starting my car, of pulling out of the, and so that kind of adds up too. By the time I'm on the road, now it's, it's like I've guaranteed I'm going to be late because I had that, that 40, what I need to do is look at that 45 minutes and add 15 or whatever.
1: Well, how I learned about this was one yeah. of the uh, organizational coaches many years ago. Because I was always late, for mm-hmm. the same reason. Okay. And they said, uh, the person said, um, write down your estimated time, mm-hmm. and your actual time, and just do it for a week.
0: It would what, depress me. Well,
1: <laughs> what was interesting yeah. about it was, yes, I was always late. Mm but I was always late about a third of the time, no matter what time I was doing it at. Right, uh, right. You know, yeah. I got stuck in the same place, and I realized that getting out of the my house or the office or wherever I was getting out of mm-hmm. was full of distractions. Right. Just this, just that, just this, or that. So I'm working now with a 55-year-old fellow who's in trouble because he's not getting to work on time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're trying to give him accommodations because he has attention issues and so on and so forth. It still bothers him, and it still bothers them. Right so we set up uh times you know to get up to have breakfast by Mm -hmm. to have his hand on the door and several other parts Mm. the main rule is that you can sleep at your alarm Mm -hmm. but you can't ever turn it off until you're on the road because then you're done Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so after two or three you, you finally get up or you finally do the next thing but then the next alarm goes when you're supposed to be in the kitchen and you're not there yet Right. So you're starting to pay attention, right? To the things that actually get in the way to get you to someplace on time. Mm. And so now he's realized that, you know, it's really nice to be on time instead of like pounding the gas. You know, I mean, yeah. it's always tough to be late. I mean, you know, yeah. road rage or, you know, just it, anxiety, it, 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 just anxiety, yeah, because yeah. we don't like to be bad, right? And we know that other people that don't have this problem are on time because they feel the consequences of being late way up in the moment. Yeah. But we don't have that chip. Right. I mean, if someone says, you know, what happens when you're late? Well, you know all the information, but you don't feel the anxiety of it or the embarrassment or the frustration of it. That's right. So we have to do things that work in the moment in order to conquer this. Right. And so what was interesting about this fellow, I just saw him um, uh, on Monday. And he said, uh, first of all, it's really nice to be on time or early. Mm. I mean, it's something in my whole life I've never had control over. And now I have some strategies that, you know, will really help me. And if I start blowing it, I'll know exactly what to go back for. Mm -hmm. And he also said, you know, um, he's had some difficulties in his relationship, as many of us do. We don't listen, right? You're right. And that what was be, that again? Uh, yeah, <laughs> squirrel. Can't help yeah. <laughs> how many yeah. animals you got in this place? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're all over the place. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. So, but one of the things that he said was, and this happens more often than not. It's just I remember it because it's the very reason. You know, I'm really paying attention to more things. Mm. You know, this has helped me pay attention. Simply,
0: simply the exercise of him uh, practicing to things. be on time. Right. Okay. I like this. We've had it.
1: other conversations, but. He said that, you know, I'm, I'm really beginning to pay attention to things. Mm-hmm. And I realize that it helps. Oh, my goodness. And my, yeah. my wife is, you know, she, she doesn't kind of, she says, therapy? Come on, that never works. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> she <laughs> so, says uh, that to uh, you. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, clearly, I'm never going to go with you, Hector. <laughs> you know, <right>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just interesting that this, that this, um, that once you start focusing on attention,
0: um, I noticed Doctor Weaver just turned off his phone. You want to make sure you're paying attention to me? Oh, you're. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. snoozed it, so we yeah. got a couple of more minutes. Okay, no, no, I'm only <laughs> <laughs> I got invent, to practice. Right? Whoever invented the snooze? Right, right. I'm not so right. sure. You realize yeah, what you were? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: but you know the 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 main point that I try to make with everybody is that when you know your strengths, you can compensate for areas of difficulty mm-hmm. yourself. You can be independent, right? You can be in charge of these things that you always felt like were totally out of control
0: so you work you work on that so you, to use your example of your guy again yeah. he, he his strengths were able to flourish and come out a lot more when he, he after we went through this exercise right. of getting on a regimen right. um yeah you know it's i think that's so important because i mean how many times have have we shown up to things late And it has somehow soured that event, you know? I mean, you know, you show up to... um, I remember this was not a great example, but I was my girlfriend and I had tickets to U2 and we we went to the show and then we went to a restaurant before and we kind of didn't time it right. So we came in, I missed the first song now, no big deal. Right. But I kept thinking about missing that first song for like half the show or you show up to a meeting and you have to make a presentation and you have to apologize to everyone. And then your presentation is not going to go as well. Absolutely. And then the other part is that
1: you know, that people are really looking down on you.
0: Absolutely. Stigma. Because, Because,
1: because, if they were doing what you're doing being late, they'd have to do it on purpose. Yeah. They can't even fathom. You know why somebody would, you know, get there late, you know, maybe if you're a car got in a, you know, I mean I'm just saying that yeah. as as a matter of course and especially when it's fairly regular, you know, the other thing that happens with this fellow that I was just talking about mm-hmm. is that if he's going to be late because of something, he calls the people. Never did it before. Yeah, I mean, just paying attention to, you know, things would be
0: helpful. you can. I, anyway, do, I say. do that. No, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do that frenetically. The problem is, I, it, it's, it's like I do it too often. Right. And right. yeah, the, the couple things. One is, yeah, you, your lateness will be. We all know this. Your lateness will often be interpreted as thoughtlessness. Yeah. And. It's actually not that, but but, oh. but good luck making that argument if it's some important meeting where right. someone expected you to be on time. It, you right. know, it is on you. I know it's on me if I show right. up late, but um, and it's not it's not thoughtlessness. It's that I have something I need to work on. Right. You know, right. it's it should be no reflection on that person, right. but you know, tough luck. And well, it, well in his case, yeah,
1: yeah. in his case, as we were working on this, you have to get comfortable with what you're not good at. Right. So he would say, "Listen, I know I'm late. That's a problem." But I'm really working on it. Mm. This is what I'm doing to work on it, right? So if you can explain a little bit right. about the struggles and more importantly, what you're trying to do about it, you get a lot more you know, um, understanding, especially if it keeps improving.
0: Yeah, and being in the moment is something, as you oh, said, yeah. your guy was able to do is, in many ways, it's, it's the key to so much. It's, it's yeah. the key to doing your job better. It's the key to, yeah. to happiness, it's enjoying kind of every moment yeah. uh, instead of worrying about what the next thing coming up is. Yeah. Uh, we don't listen enough yeah. as, as as we should. I remember I went through a when I, I was uh, formerly a financial advisor and and went through this three month long, two month long, it was many months long uh, curriculum uh, at Alliance Bernstein, excellent training program. And at the end of the program, we went around and talked about the our biggest takeaway from this mm-hmm. long program. And one, the first guy up said, um, "I'm going to listen more than I used to mm-hmm. in dealing with clients." Bec- and that it, it's such a simple thing. We all say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I got to listen. I got to listen. I got to listen. But um, in in my business in podcasting, it's critical because it, it, my I'll I'll know when I make a mistake because I'll listen to the podcast later and I'll say I, I didn't even hear when that person said. That they went to Bowdoin College, which you did, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. See, see, yeah. I was—I uh, can't say I was listening. I just—that yeah. was prep. No, but how let <laughs> we know that you <laughs> read, right, right, right. right. Um, you went
1: to—don't uh, tell me—a uh, really great school. A couple of them for your law degree. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking of
0: one a, local, one about. BC or BU, BU, B- 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 BU. Very good. I got that one down. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. The other one, you want to hint? Milton. Oh, Milton Academy. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say uh, Penn. I went to University of oh, Pennsylvania. You,
1: you, you Penn, too. But, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so I got a couple. Two, uh, two out of three.
0: Not bad. Not the, bad. The, the, the main reason I went to Milton Academy was so people would, so that I could say I went to Milton Academy, you know, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. it has a nice ring to it. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. That's why I say I went to Harvard. What the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go Crimson. Go Crimson. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. go Crimson. Have and a go- few
1: chairs around the office, you know.
0: That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bowden's Bowdoin's uh, no slouch itself, right? Oh, Go, no, po- it my, my brother went to Bowdoin. Go polar bears. Go we know,
1: but, uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. I don't think he was in my class. No, <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe But, not. but, but um, one of the things that I learned early on was I had to advocate for myself. I just couldn't do it like everybody else. You mm. know? So even when I was in college, they'd make you write the exams, right? Mm. And I said, just let me talk to you people because the way I studied was in groups and having people read to me. Right. And I was interested, you know, it was all interesting, but I couldn't get the meaning off the page. And I certainly couldn't write my answer in any kind of coherent way. Right. So the professors would say, you know, I can't do that. It's really against, you know, and I said, that's fine. Don't grade me on that. But I'd like to have, you know, what I know.
0: Right. You know, you right. get it,
1: you know, through the funnel. Right. And so, it Wasn't too long before they realized that they that number one, I was putting effort in where I couldn't demonstrate it by what I was writing, yeah. And I really cared and I was interested, and we'd have conversations like this. I mean, yeah. where, where even the exam I'd be learning things,
0: which is which is maybe the truest example, a truest proof of a, a teacher reaching a student, right? right. It, Absolutely. He, you, you were. You were you bought into this, yes. right? Even yes. though, even though you, I take it you might not have tested as well as everyone. Right? Oh no, I
1: did terrible testing. Yeah, in fact, uh, <laughs> it was the first year way back when when they did uh, untimed or extended time testing for SATs had, and all those things. Yeah, so everybody's all excited, you know. Buck's going to do really well, you know. blah, yeah. blah. blah. And of course, my scores were the exact same. I didn't know anything.
0: <laughs> I, I always—that's funny you say that. I always thought that was strange. I, I, the, you know, people with with learning disabilities can have on time tests and yeah. certain situations. And, and having heard that, I said. Well, that's nice. I, don't, like, I was trying to think, it would, it would help you if you were the type of kid that, you know, have to answer 100 questions and you only got through 80, uh, but I, I usually didn't have a problem with the time. Yeah, it was just, I yeah. didn't know it. I could have thought about it for hours.
1: Absolutely. Well, <laughs> then you wouldn't qualify for extended time.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
1: yeah. A, a part of the evaluation process. Right. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned, uh, that uh, I, I saw a woman today who uh, has a business and she's gotten some feedback about how much she talks. Too much talking, mm. not enough
0: listening. Mm. And uh, Send her to me, it sounds like a good, for podcasting, you gotta yeah, talk yeah, a lot. Okay. Yeah, well, you're gonna, have <laughs> trouble, you're,
1: you're gonna have trouble cutting her off, is all my point.
0: No, this is a, I wanna hear this one, because yeah. I know, of we all know people like this, yes. right? Go right. ahead, yep.
1: So as we've, we've been actually working on other things in terms of her communication style I had for a while, her writing things down before she said them, so that she knew what it felt like to have pause. Mm. She never had pause.
0: Mm.
1: So, and then she could practice with a good friend and so on and so forth so that she could have pause. So it was a really good exercise that she liked, you know, a lot. But she found that it was very, very difficult to employ, you know, in more places that she would like to. Right. So um, I said, so w- what is it about being so hard to not talk? Mm. And in her cases, I can't stand a, a, a noiseless place.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I hate that. Yeah. If there's not noise, I just don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I fill it in. Because we were talking about how she was, um, you know, talking with the office staff before she came, yeah. you know, being laid down. And so.
0: Um, and I take it some because, again, I'm picturing people like this that yeah. I know. And I, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. I think people that I know. You you can feel them filling silence because right. absent that they would they would suffer from anxiety. Absolutely. They'd be like, "This is nerve wracking. Yes. It's too quiet in here."
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So um, I like to do quite a bit of guided imagery. Okay. And so I, I t- asked her to take a couple of deep breaths, close her eyes, and uh, because she was just telling me she had all these stallions, she could never keep them quiet. So I said, "So picture all of these stallions just bumping up against the corral." Mm and they're n- not controllable at all. Nothing you can do. And just wild horses. Wild yes. horses. And just take a moment and pay attention to the horses and see if over a moment or two you can help them calm down. So have, just, yeah. have them paying attention to you. Mhm. And so to make really kind of a long story short, because it's a nice story about how she really pictured these things and what they, you know, steam. I mean, you know, she could really embellish because she's a very, uh, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things we know from our test. So
0: All right. Easy com- there, big fella. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> calm down. Right. Come to me. You know? yeah. <laughs> 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 we did. We calmed them down. <laughs> yeah. Calm them down. All yeah. yeah, right. Uh, but, um, again, to try to make a, a long story short. So she, she really enjoyed this image. And we knew from testing that her visual and her visual memory skills were superb. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, she had this picture. We went through, you know, just how it felt and blah, blah, blah. It was really good. It's calm. It was safe, blah, blah, blah. And I said, now imagine, because one of the problems she has at home was that she's all over her husband about what you did, how you did. He's, he's, you know, he has no verbal space. <laughs>
0: and uh, and that's pretty much it. So Literally I, can't get a word uh, in, Ed's Right? No. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. He's just quiet.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so I said to, as so I said to her
0: tonight, <laughs> poor, poor bastard. Sorry.
1: <laughs> maybe not anymore. We'll see.
0: Okay. Good. So I said to her
1: tonight, when you say ho- hi or how are you, what you did, and you know that he's not going to say anything. I want you to sit down and and recreate our image really slowly. Some deep breaths and so on and so forth. And go through that whole process from wild to calm to them being in a line to having different features, so on and so forth. I want you to fill the space with something that you love. Because she loved this. In her head. In her head.
0: Silently, yes. Okay. She's
1: filling the void of hell.
0: right, Right. right.
1: With something that she's very good at. Mm-hmm. She loved the whole concept of it and the whole experience of it. And so I'll text you tomorrow to see how it went with her. Oh, oh, good. So here's the other <laughs> thing I said.
0: No, but the horses – I'm sorry. Did I miss that? The horses is something that she does love? or no, she
1: loves she lo- – she's very good at, at guided imagery. And because we were talking about stallions out of control, we just happened to use that particular oh, topic. Okay. So it so could have so been in other It could have been yeah. almost – and it's always better to use guided imagery of things that people bring up themselves because they're already interested in. But because that's the topic that we were on, and this is the first time that we – we're really working on filling the space. Right. And I said, you know, it would be really interesting. And, and you know, don't hold yourself to this at all, don't, at all. But it would be really interesting if you could wait until your husband said the first word. Mm. And, and don't hold the standard like that. you mean, probably it, killed it, her, yeah. Well, no, it, it won't if, it, if you fill it with something good. Right. If she's just listening to the silence, it'll, you know,
0: she yeah, can't do it. She can't do it. She fills it in. Mm.
1: So if you give her something, again, her strength, right? Mm-hmm. To help compensate for something that drives her nuts and her husband nuts and also other people in her work world. But so she has a way now to fill in with her strengths, visual memory and visual imagery strengths, a a, a problem for her that she could never let go of before so we'll
0: Mm. see yeah um We'll get a couple more tips from uh, Dr. Weaver if you can stick, stick around for a few more minutes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but before we get there, let me tell you about our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the nation, offering paid trading and ways to move up. Apply today at slash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop and advance careers so its development programs train and prepare employees. For promotions and growth in a variety of business areas everything you need to know is online usbs.com slash careers apply today u.s postal service deliver for the nation i'm thinking about people that talk too much by the way i have a and i'll also do a shout out one more shout out to our friends at adori where if you download the adori app adori you can see images and other things as you consume the podcast one of the slides that i put up is actually a poll it's an interactive poll and the poll says does Dave talk too much? And then the four, the four choices are like, yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? And l- my ears hurt. So those are your four choices. So, um, now I, <laughs> I don't think I'm the person uh, that has the clinical problem of talking too much as you described. I have to keep talking cause it's a podcast. It's, it's, there aren't a lot of podcasts with, um, you know, long stretches of silences, but, but I knew a woman once I went to summer camp with her and as a young person. And I imagine to this day, she was just known as the talker. Just talk, 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 just, just, just it was like, uh, you know, water from a fire hose every time you were having a conversation with her. And there was a, an annual competition in the camp where they declared a silent meal. And so the, the silent meal, you know, you have to sit through, a, you know, whatever, 45-minute meal, and obviously not make a sound roll. She got penalized for your team, and she looked like she was going to, her mind was going to explode. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, so,
1: it's very difficult. That's why you have to do all of these things with a great deal of patience and understanding.
0: Because, you
1: know, the chance, and I said to her, the chances of this happening for you today is, you know, close to zero. I mean, you've been doing this forever.
0: Right, Right. you can't completely change your stripes, right?
1: But but if you try this, you might find that at least for a few moments, it might help.
0: People don't, you you said you work with her on the pauses, and people don't realize what a weapon that can be. Yes. I remember I was in a a meeting, uh, again, it was back when I was in finance, and the head cheese, the ceo of the company was coming into town and he said use the opportunity to introduce me to some clients or other people you want to do business with so i brought in this guy who had a lot of dough and said how would you like to meet the ceo ceo was you could tell how he got where he got just a very charming guy just impeccably groomed and everything and he used this pause as a as a weapon that the he would he would talk he almost, I, I, I guarantee you it was by design, he would give a lot of details of what he was talking about. And then he would stop um, at a moment where you kind of thought he was going to say more, mm. but he would just stop and look right at the person. And mm-hmm. it's amazing what the, the other person will all of a sudden share things, they'll mm-hmm. fill in the space, they'll, you know, and so, but it's also just a nice conversation device right. To, right. to make it a two-way yeah, street, Right. right so because often people
1: are not listening well they're thinking of what they're going to say
0: oh absolutely time, right? and that's what we coach people here on podcasting it's, it's and we you know not to, i'm sorry to keep harping on no. that by the way pod617.com go there if you want your own podcast Squirrel. Uh, <laughs> but uh but it i mean it, it works in any walk of life but you're right we 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 are you know a lot of people who do what i do they interview people You'll notice I'm not looking at notes when I'm talking to yeah. you, and that's in part because I'm a lazy bum and don't feel like preparing. No, it's, it's, be, it's you it's, can it's, use some
1: self-esteem. I'll
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. What do you think you're talking? Next to, time right? I'll have you <laughs> in here. We'll work on that one. But yeah, a lot of us have that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but you're right. We're constantly thinking about the next right. thing, right. and a lot a lot of times we're all been guilty of this. in In the moment, we're yeah. talking to someone and we're lining up the next thing we're yeah. going to say. Right. Um, now can you, would you ever advise someone to, you know, cause I, I do have this problem where I think of something interesting. I'm going to add to the conversation, but yeah. I'm not going to blur it out right, right. now. I'm going to let the person finish. Then right. by the time the person finishes, I've forgotten what it was.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of people blur it out.
0: Okay. Right? Cause they lose yeah.
1: the, you know, they lose the thought. Our short term right. memory, our, our immediate memory is right. not long enough. Right. Right. So that's one of the reasons why people have to say things quickly. Yeah. The best solution is you have a little piece of paper and a pen. And jot it down. Yeah, because if, if, if it's down, it's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to remember it, right? Yeah. Um, anything that's written visually stays. Anything that's auditory is gone in a second.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's gone in a second. Yeah.
1: And you know what? People actually really like it when they say, excuse me for a second, I just want to write that down or I got a question for you. I mean, yeah. because then you are you are engaged. And yep. you don't have to pull out a little piece of paper and want to write something down. I, so a lot of these things that we think of is... Um, as a problem really turned out to be, I got to tell you one story about the other group that I, I was in, um, a 40 member group and I was giving a little presentation and I said, um, I was talking about self advocacy, which I just, everything I live for is for people to advocate for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I said it, uh, to the 40 member group, I said, you know, uh, raise your hand if you really like helping people, mm-hmm. you know, if you can, well question, yeah. Okay. Raise your hand if you like asking for help. Mm-hmm. Nobody.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I said, look at all the gifts you're holding back.
0: That's right. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah.
1: it's just one of those things where if you kind of understand the way we work, right? Yeah. Because asking for and I had to do that all the way along. I had to ask for everything, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things where you say the more you know about yourself and how to ask for things, People usually love it. They yeah. don't like it if it's too much, right? But those of us that are sensitive about not asking never get to too much, <laughs> right?
0: No, you're right, and there yeah. is a, a balance there because yeah. that there's you know if you're if you're constantly bothering the same person oh, for yeah. advice or oh, yeah. sometimes you know people who are professionals who get paid for what they do yeah. th- they'll typically they'll they'll usually give you some free advice. Yeah. Heck, you're giving me free advice here today, yeah. but to to a point, and and. But you're but you're right because most people think about it when people come up to you and say hey you know what you're an expert in this it, yeah. could I buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain oh, for a man. half an hour that's oh, that's God. flattering that's oh, right flat. I mean I never turn gift. that down yeah
1: no, no, no it's a gift absolutely it's a gift and if more people did it you'd be able to give more it's the same thing when when people give you a compliment and you say oh it's no big deal I do it you know I said that's not accepting the gift it's so what should, so the gift. what so what
0: should you say thank just you. thank you yeah. Thank you. I hear you. I yep. appreciate it. Right. right. Yep.
1: Because otherwise you're stopping it at the door and it's not satisfying to the person, the person that's giving you a compliment. And every time you say thank you, it adds a little bit to your self conscience, self esteem and so forth. So one of the things that, that I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. if it's okay with, please. You, yeah, please. Is there's a lot of people that do testing and therapy and so on and so forth. One of the things that I learned all along is that strengths is the way to success? Mm-hmm. No one's successful based on their problems. I had plenty of those, right? And all of my solutions to get to where I am today were all based on my ability to hear and verbalize and understand what people were saying.
0: There's only one person who's ever succeeded because of their problems. So unfortunately, he happens to be sitting in the Oval Office. Oh, just kidding! No, uh, we're not going political here. But go <laughs> ahead. You could argue that, though. So, go ahead. Um, yeah, you can argue a lot of
1: things. Um, in fact, there's no shortage of arguments. I don't think. But Anyway, <laughs> that's true. Um, but so, uh, one thing that we do, I, I think, in my very big bias, is better than others, is that we, when we do evaluations, like a neuropsychological evaluation that tests attention and memory and organization and long-term, short-term, auditory, you know, all of these things, it's not to get a diagnosis. A diagnosis can be had with your doctor. You know, with a a good history. But it's to understand what's really going on from that person's point of view. Mm -hmm. So when we evaluate kids and adults, it's to evaluate more about their strengths than their problems. Their problems are important because it gives a label and an understanding. Do you know what I mean? Right. And when we do... one of the, my, my favorite things is to do a normal distribution. You know, oh, here are your strengths, here are your difficulties, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And what do they call this? Normal distribution. Normal distribution. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're, we're all on right. it. You know, demystify it. We all have I mean? strengths. We, we all, all have weaknesses. All yeah. And so guess what? You're on the curve. Yeah. So to be able to use those, uh, the strengths that folks come with is such a wonderful um, quality of life item. Them when the focus isn't on the problem,
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: people come to you because of the problem. But if they leave with with the strategies for success, it's it's a quality of life difference for for a lifetime.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like I mean when I you know first did a a little prep on your your outfit and the people that you help. it struck me as, as more people with kind of more severe learning disabilities, attentional dis- disabilities, things like that. It sounds like you work with a lot of people who we would consider to be typical. Mostly. Absolutely. Is Absol- that right? Absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Yeah.
1: Because these are Achilles heels, right? I mean, yeah. people are greatly successful, right? But there's something, right? Organization, initiation, follow through, prioritizing, yeah. attending. I mean, all of these things can really create problems in your work world, your life world, your social world.
0: Oh, people get fired for these things all the time. Absolutely. Yep.
1: And people generally don't think there's solutions. I've tried everything.
0: Right. right. Right.
1: But unless they have the information about how they can use strengths to compensate, that's a whole new world for people. Right. Because they're thinking about, oh, I'm going to a shrink, I probably got some serious problems. I mean, you know, psychology is really different in this day and in, in the sense that it's a quality of life activity, right. not a fixture pathology problem. Mm. And so that's what's so. It's interesting that quite a few high percentage of of um, folks that come in to see us for attention or uh, high functioning autism that we work on. We're starting to also work with seniors. Mm-hmm. Around these same things about mm-hmm. finding strengths because everybody does evaluations. Oh, your memory's here, you know, right? Not very exciting, right? But to be able to, I have no idea what I was talking about.
0: No, you were there. You were there. Pe- what that? People that are elders, elders in the device you use. But before that, you were talking about. Um, well just strengths anyway. Str- strengths, yeah. No, that's good. That, no, that's fine to pause there pause uh, there because okay. pauses are, are very important. And I'm also I'm listening <laughs> to you now. <laughs> Thank you. But also uh, what you said about strengths really rings true to me because you know, my son is not what you call high functioning autism. He's somewhere in that middle of that spectrum. He can speak in sentences, but yes. usually you only get a sentence at a time. But he has passions, he has strengths, he yeah. has things that bring and and famously What well, are they? well he's has an amazing memory he has an amazing sense of direction he has a verbal
1: memory or visual memory
0: visual uh i I guess it's visual because he can i mean his favorite thing to do is to tell you how to get to your home no matter where you live because he knows that that if he's been anywhere in a car he can spot the sign and all that yeah Yeah. and there's so much we you know we had you know, we've had therapists up and down and yeah. they've given us the bad news, but some have yeah. given us the good news too. Yeah. And and I remember one therapist says, there's a lot going on in his head right. and, and yeah. we just have to try to let it out. But, yeah. you know, they, the and I'm sure you're familiar, the, mm-hmm. this new concept or relatively new anyway of neurodiversity sure. and ha- of ha- having people that are, you know, yeah. typically, you know, yes. pe- people that have Asperger's or other, yes. um, they see things differently, but Absolutely. that's not bad. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. In
1: yeah. fact, uh, my wife was a speech and language uh, therapist you know, just asked last evening is if someone has severe attention problems and they're on the spectrum, can that seem to be psychotic?
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Well, yeah. and,
1: and the answer is absolutely. Yeah, because and that's why you might have some assessment to see whether the reality testing's off
0: mm-hmm.
1: or whether they're they can't they don't process things you know in a way and come up with something that seems. You know, not relevant.
0: Right. Absolutely. And again,
1: if you answer that question, everything is better for that teacher, for that kid, for that parent. Right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then they're not saying, wow, that's weird.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And there are reasons why they're appearing to do those things. Yeah. And, and that doesn't yeah. mean that they're completely broken. Oh, no. Right. No,
1: no. that's the whole, yeah. to me, that's, uh, I mean, think about what an amazing gift it is i mean given the times that i'm lost even with a gps i would love to have your son along
0: (laughs) no yeah i mean believe me it works because i I it sends out nobody
1: smiles big time (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, he
0: has saved me many times. All of a sudden I'll hear, I'll hear exit six, exit six. And I'll say, I'll say, yeah, Adrian, that's exit six. Oh my God. I want exit six. Uh, And then then other things that are just kind of sweet. The other day we were coming out of a restaurant and he said, well, it wasn't just the other day, but whatever. He, He said, uh, rainbow dad, rainbow. And I said, what do you mean? I looked up, and sure enough, there's the most oh, beautiful yeah. rainbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just that was kind of symbolic oh, yeah. of I, I yeah. wouldn't have noticed if he wasn't there. Yeah, you know? What yeah. a gift. What yeah. a gift. That's absolutely.
1: How you, that's how you have to.
0: You have to look at it as, as, as that. As, uh, yeah. and, and you will get gifts that you didn't expect necessarily from people who think a little differently. And, and, so, and the other
1: thing is, yep. you know, when that's what you're attending to or you have a moment of, right, it's the kids that get the feeling that you're good. Yeah. Do you mean oh, you yeah. know, everybody kind of picks up on all the freneticness, mm-hmm. But those moments are great.
0: And you know what what you're doing is great. And by the way before I before I forget, uh weavercenter.org that's weaver typical spelling center.org that's where people should go to get more information about the weaver center, yes. right? Which can they contact you directly or you want Yeah, to
1: here's s- my cell phone. Sure. 781-789- nine, seven, four, seven. I'm happy to help. I won't have your name. So I never pick up the first time. Okay, right. As soon as you tell me your name and your number, I'll Leave call you message. back and then I'll, then I can put it in my phone and we could have further conversations.
0: Very, I got, very I got a lot
1: to pay back from the from what I sucked out of the, the community when I was younger.
0: It's so. a great it's a great way of looking at it because giving back feels yeah. oh, feels yeah. great when you have yeah. had the benefit of others that have helped you and yeah. and um and look at his phone is already lighting up like a Christmas tree. Oh no, wait a minute! This is a podcast. I forgot. It Doesn't work that way. <laughs> ding ding ding. People people in the future right now are calling you. We yeah. just we just oh, don't okay. realize it. Yeah. So I hope you had fun, Doctor Weaver. Well, I, I, yeah. I I really enjoyed. I, it. I think there was some stuff that we didn't even get you that we we may have to have you back because this because oh, wow. this this well this is the the kind of stuff that, I mean, anyone can can relate to, or maybe it's just me that have all these wonderful flaws, but, you know, being late, talking too much, these are things that, um, you know, it, it, they're going to be constant hitches in your life, and why throw up your hands and say, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. so, especially if it's it's hurting you professionally or whatever it is. So,
1: remember, mm-hmm. the most important part of getting to any place on time is disengaging, Right. Do it now.
0: Well, I'm in the middle of a podcast, but I promise I'll do it starting tomorrow. You can do it now. Tomorrow. Let's try it. Let's do it a little Okay. Writing. Okay. What do I do?
1: You just say, it's time for me to disengage. It's been pleasant. Bye
0: bye. Oh, that's how I'm ending the show today. Well, I'm just I see what you did there.
1: I, why not? <laughs> yes. I thought i try to help
0: you. This has been great. Yeah. I do have something else later. Okay. And uh, I've enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Oh, yeah. Big time. And so Very we much. Yeah. we will uh, we will now, Captain Captain Weaver, Captain Yes, <laughs> disengaging for the moment. Thanks so much for joining oh, you're me.
1: you're so welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having
0: me. All you right. Bet. Once again, you can find Dr. Weaver at Weaver, so weavercenter.org, right? Yeah. I want to make sure I get that right, weavercenter.org. And thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or a colleague. Thanks again to our friends at the United States Postal Service. USPS.com slash careers is the website. Download the Adori app for a new interactive experience in listening to your podcast. Go to the App Store. A-D-O-R-I. Adori. Yes, I have Dr. one more advertiser
1: is I have quite a few videos on YouTube.
0: Oh, good, yeah. They're all short. Okay.
1: So they're, they might be interesting.
0: So if, if they search, what should they search well, for Weaver Center? Well, you can
1: get Center? it on our Weaver Center. Oh,
0: go to WeaverCenter.org and look for the, uh, the videos, yeah, I take The
1: videos, yeah. Very the, good. Educational.
0: Very good. I learned a lot today, so yeah. I'm going to check them out. Perfect. Once again, thanks. If you like this podcast, share it with others. Share the, the mojo and the juju. Plenty of it on today's <laughs> show. And on behalf of Dr. Buck Weaver, I'm Dave, I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody.
1: You must be the other guy. (laughs) You must be.